Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um, it was good. Are you recording? Um, Ollie, I'm always recording. He's had a beer. Fucking. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't eat dinner. Ah. <sighs> Ian's six plus beers intro that he's going to ask me to edit after. Oh, mate, can I record a new intro? <laughs> after, after. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to Tom Month. The 4th of June is Tom Hanks. And uh, prepare your ears because that's on its way. Be prepared. Be very prepared. Because Ollie and I have a badly prepared episode for you. Uh, Ollie might have done a little bit of research, but I've done absolutely diddly squat. On the but that's 11th, because you're just such a huge Hanks fan that you don't need to. I'm at one with the Hankman. Yeah. Uh, on the 11th of June, we have Tom Hardy, the hardiest of Toms. Hmm. And coming in on the 18th, it's a Sunday, it's Tom Cruise. What the hell? Yes. Uh, the reason for... should not be named. The Tom for which this entire month has been curated, and I say curated, it's been badly prepared, but Tom Cruise has The Mummy coming out this month, and that's the whole reason we're doing it. And then on the 18th of the month, we have Miscellaneous Toms. You mean the 25th of the month? 25th, 28th, it's all the same. It's going to be a Sunday. It's going to be Tom Miscellaneous. All, all the other Toms, you know, your Hiddlestons, your Selicks, you know. Timothy Dalton's. Yep. Timothy Dalton, yeah. <laughs> Who's probably my second favourite Bond. And those who've been with us for a long time will know that. But this is Tom Month. Be aware, be very aware that you should get involved and tell us everything you like about your Toms and the things that we should be chatting about. So, it's Tom Month. Get involved. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Thank you very much, Ian. It's good. It's there. Yeah. For a change. What have we got today, Ollie? Well, as described, uh, we're going to be deep diving on the Hank Meister, whether mm-hmm. he likes it or not. I reckon he'd be up for it, though. Um, he'd be up for being deep dived upon. Or yeah, in. we've got life score. We've got life score as normal. You know, we'll try and keep it short and sweet short because we're going to have sweet. a lot to deep dive on on Hank's about. And uh, Seggy One is going to be. All about what we would do if Tom Hanks was to want to spend a weekend with either of us. What would we treat him to? Where would we take him? What's the itinerary? Where would you take Tom Hanks slash any of the other Toms this month um, on a weekend break? Yeah. Would we'll you just discuss that. All right. Well, it sounds action-packed slash boring. So let's get on with that. <laughs> yeah. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Oh. Alright, well that's probably where the jingle's gone. Uh yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it, the the jingle has gone there, yeah. 
Okay, so whilst they've enjoyed some audio pleasure, we're still awkwardly chatting. What have you got for... This is your idea. Yeah, so this, this is, is my idea. idea. So Why don't you take the lead? I mean, basically, Ideas the thing is, I just, I just thought, ah, wouldn't it be great to hang out with Tom Hanks? I think if, if he seems like somebody that I'd be well up for hanging out with. I'm well up for hanging out with him. More so than hanging out with you. Well, you know. You've kind of got to hang out with me sometimes. <laughs> you know, Tom Tom Hanks can say no and never see you, but, you know, really... Well, I'm semi-committed to, like, one plus hours per week with you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, so I think it would be... Semi-committed. Yeah, I think... Raging, it, raging semi-committed. So I think it would be good fun to hang out with uh with tom i just think he's a nice guy i mean he's supposedly he's uh with el keanu he's one of hollywood's nicest guys el keanu el keanu yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love keanu yeah who would you rather just... hang out with keanu or or tom hanks oh mate that's really fucking hard that's what no way to say mm-hmm. it yeah. Uh-huh. No, go carry on. Who who would you rather hang out with? Uh, That's what Tom Hardy said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> That's what Tom Semi said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so who would you rather hang out with? Keanu. Um, look, or I'm I'm six plus beers deep. I'm gonna say Hanks because he's sixty now. Yeah. And if I was offered the opportunity to hang with one or other of them, I'd say the Hankmeister, because I could orchestrate some sort of scenario where I could maybe catch up with Keanu. It's a catch-up <laughs> with Keanu. How um, would you orchestrate that? You don't know Keanu. Yeah, but you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could orchestrate something or other that would would mean that I end up with Keanu. Okay, fine. Mate, the you, think that, you think that would be harder with, harder with Hanks? Tom Harder with Hank. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> I I would be up for hanging out with Tom Hanks. So, so anyway, listen. segue into don't know what I'm saying next. No, I do. No. So he's on. He's basically he's getting the coach. He's got. To, he's got to get on the megabus. So he's on the megabus and he's on his way to Coventry. He's getting the cooks and they're zeros. I'm. I'm. Picking he's watching him. his way for the next roll. Right. Are you going to keep interrupting me or can I just? freely go with this coach me okay so he's on the megabus i'm picking him up from paul meadow station in coventry can i just pull you up on this what why is he on the megabus because he's method acting already you're asking listeners to suspend their disbelief that tom hanks is on a megabus i'm asking them to unsuspend their belief I don't know what that means, but that's try right. It. I think you're asking them to suspend their belief. It's cost them three and a half quid to get to where you are. <laughs> yeah, five hundred miles for seventy-five p. But no, he's uh, shit. He's... The proclaimers are involved. <laughs> so he's he's method acting. That's why he's on the bus, right? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So he's arriving Friday evening. Okay. In Coventry. In Coventry. I'm picking him up. He's going to be tired. It's going to have been a long journey. It's going to be a long, sweaty. Smelly, <laughs> sticky, hard journey. Semi journey. Yeah. Yeah, go on. So he's just going to want to chill out. So we're going to go back, have a chat, have a game of Scrabble because I think he'd be up for that. Are, I you, see assu- are you assuming you're Hanks? Yeah, I think, well, I think he's a bit of a wordsman. 
He likes his words. He likes his, you know, he collects typewriters, which we'll get into. So I think maybe he'd be up for a game of Scrabble. Okay. So I'd, 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 uh, Scrabble. I'd do that. So Saturday, we're up. I've made breakfast. I've done tea. It's Yorkshire tea. I know he's a PG tips man, but he's having <laughs> Yorkshire. What's the breakfast? Uh, full English. The luxurious uh, premier breakfast. Yeah, so he's... The, sh- he's, the he's showy breakfast. He's awoken to the smell of things frying in a pan. Awoken. Yeah. So, and then we're off round Coventry slash Warwickshire on a, ch- <laughs> <laughs> on a on a tour of the charity shops, seeing what we can find, because I think that would be good for banter. Okay. So we're going to try and see if we can find his films and how much we can find them for. Uh, maybe we can find a copy of Terry Wogan's Perfect Recall board game. <laughs> yep. uh, so I think he, I think he'd be up for that. And I, you know what? I think he likes having selfies with with uh, fans that are surprised to see him. So I think he'd be quite happy to have to meet all the uh, you know men and women serving their time in the in the charity shops. Serving might, their time. And he might want to buy a wolf T-shirt or something like that. So nice curry. Um, and then basically <laughs> out to gate crash as many social events as possible because I know he's so up for just gate crashing stuff. Uh-huh. He's just, he's well up for it. Uh, and he can, he's probably one of the only people that you wouldn't be mad at if he gate crashed practically anything. I think it's basically Keanu, Tom Hanks and Bill Murray that have that level of sway. I'm not sure Keanu ever gate crashes anything. I don't. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not saying he does that. You're I'm saying, saying he that could. He has. He could if he wanted to. And people would be like, "Fucking Keanu." Yeah. Ah, it's the birth of my child. Ah, it's got, Keanu. <laughs> got any of that Neo, mate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday, we're going on an Instagram tour of of Coventry. <laughs> uh, we are. That's what we're doing. Uh, we're dropping him off at Paul Meadow, and off he goes. What's, pa- what's Paul Meadow? That's the uh, bus station. Sorry, Paul Meadow bus station. Have I been Coventry? Um, no. Off he goes. Back on the Megabus. He's had a I've lovely run, weekend. I've run past it on a mad hangover thinking it was a train station <laughs> and then got picked up by you to get a demoralising lift to the train. <laughs> yeah. That's, slash that's me lending you £40. Yeah. It's lending slash paying back the debt that you owe. Yeah. So what do cool. you reckon? Sounds like a good weekend? Uh, what, so- <laughs> sounds like... Um, no... This might seem a little bit too harsh a critique, but um, <laughs> Ollie, yeah, you're describing the weekend that you would give anybody. I'm not. You are. There's. Oh, I I burped as I said. Something there. <laughs> so, yeah, almost everything that you said there is something that you've. Oh, that's another burp. <laughs> <laughs> that you've done with me, apart from waking up on the Saturday morning and cooking a full English breakfast, and I I feel. No, basically, what I feel here it's is tried and tested. I feel besmirched because <laughs> you're taking Tom Hanks on a mad Scrabble one. <laughs> I've never played uh, Scrabble with you. T- taking him out on a on a Saturday. You've not played Scrabble with me, but we easily could have. <laughs> then, <laughs> we were just inches away. <laughs> we were less than an inch away. We were a semi away from doing some Scrabble. Yeah, and um, I feel like. Everything you described were things that you've already done with me, apart from the Scrabble, maybe, apart from the full English. So when I've come to stay with you, 
My question is, why have you not cooked me a full English breakfast? Why am I not of the level <laughs> that merits the entertainment, the, uh, the, ho- the hosting that would mean you're cooking up the bacon? Uh, and also, you're a semi-veggie, right? Yeah. You're a semi-veg. Yeah. So you'd, you'd be cooking up Tom Hanks a full English, even though you're not going to eat the meat. Yeah. So not only are you not cooking me in English when you're... Uh, but I'd force uh, me- you to eat. I'd force you to eat McCartney. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. No. Um, no, but like, not only when I've stayed with you, were you a meat eater? And when you were a meat eater, you didn't make me a full English. But you're making Tom Hanks a, a full English breakfast when you're now a veggie, semi-veggie. Yeah. Okay. So I feel essentially like I'm besmirched. That's disgruntled. My okay. Heavily disgruntled. Okay, uh, I mean, but does it sound like a nice weekend? Sounds lovely. I'm sure you'd like it. Good. Uh, what Your about pa- you? What, what are you treating Hanks to? Where? And I want to know where where we're starting. Are we starting in London or Fort William? Um. Right. So he's landing. He's arrived in <laughs> London Luton Airport or, or London si- to London Luton Parkway. Where Ian's left his uh, hired Ford Cortina. Um, okay. No, so good he's choice. In, Very good choice of car. He's landing in London, and then we're shooting straight up to Scotland. On You're shooting eight. up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to interrupt you at every given opportunity. He's we're landing in up. Luton, we're shooting up in a toilet, and that's going to be the whole weekend. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> No, carry on. No, carry on. No, we're shooting straight up to Scotland on a nine-hour car journey. I've hired a car. (laughs) Okay. Um, And and this is partly because I want to isolate the Hanks. Okay. Because when you're out in a social circumstance with your pals or you're you're with the unwashed public, Tom Hanks is going to be doing what you described, which is he's... He's such a known face that he's going to get disrupted. He's going to be distracted. What a known face. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a same face. He's a known face. Yeah, I get you. Um, So that's a good idea. So you sound like you've got something you want to pitch to him that's going to take nine hours. (laughs) Like almost everything I can potentially pitch. (laughs) It'll take a nine hour hard sell. Um, No, but I'd like to just get that one to one time with him. Yeah. Um, we're up in Fort William. Introduce him to my mum and dad. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, Tom, you're 60. My mum's 66. My dad's 70. Get involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you do, though, if, if Hank's actually really started having some good times with your mum and your dad and sort of shoehorned you out? Shoehorned? Side, I, th- I side, think the point of a is to get something in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all right, sideline it's, like, th- it's like thumbing a semi into a <laughs> <laughs> I might have to cut that, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit too rude for our uh, explicit think, rating. <laughs> oh, God. I think, I think, <laughs> it's the worst image. Given how much we're laughing about it, I think you should just bleep bumhole. Okay. But also, no, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Leave, leave the second one. Leave the second one. Okay. Leave the second bumhole. What I'm, say- what I'm saying is, 
What? He could besmirch me in favour of the parents. Yeah, and then you'll be left standing outside the window with your hand upon the pane of glass as it's raining and there's rain and tears going down your face as they're laughing in front of a fire. No one can tear, No one can tell I'm crying because it's raining. Yeah. But also, it's Fort William and it's the middle of summer and it's actually 22 degrees. And I'm, and I'm saying to Tom Hanks, all right, let's go to the Isle of Skye. Let's check out the cragged rocks. Okay. Let's see what's going on with all that shit. But then let's come back to Fort William and check out the filming... Um, uh, I guess it's like an outdoor location for Braveheart, which was right. in ah, the okay. uh, which was in uh, the Glen. Now right. I don't actually know the name of the Glen. I think it's called the Great Glen. Glen Hoddle. Oh, Ollie! Oh no! I thought I th- thought my laptop died. It's fine. But it's um, just a terrible joke. It's just it's just a shit joke. Um, it's a scat joke. Um, so I've got him up there, and he's interested in what um, Mel Gibson was standing on a long time ago. So then, <laughs> yeah, we, we've done Scotland. It's Saturday. We're going into Sunday. Yeah, we're jumping back in a car for nine hours. <laughs> okay, and we're heading out to Stratford upon Avon. Right. What time are you leaving on on what Sunday morning? What six a.m. Highly ine- highly inebriated from. So you're not hu- getting to Stratford upon Avon until three p.m. That's good maths. Stop and, bragging. And you've got one hour until all the shops close because it's Sunday. I'm not taking Tom Hanks to Stratford upon Avon to go to the ha- uh, the shops. I think he's going to be wanting to go to the shops. I think he's going to want to go and see Shakespeare's grave. He's <laughs> only four foot ten. Oh, he was small, wasn't he? Etc. Yeah. But we're in Stratford upon Avon. There's okay. the uh, there are the little uh, boats now. I but you haven't say, got time because they're closing at four. No, they're closing at five. The sun's still up at summertime. Ollie, yeah. they want to make their buns. Tom's tired. He's been in a car <laughs> for nine hours. He doesn't want to sit in a boat. He's been sleeping the whole way because I've driven him there. I'm flagging, but I'm. <laughs> I'm not hashtag Tom tired. I'm hashtag Tom semied. Right. I'm still, okay. I'm still bemused by the fact that I've got my Tom with me. Right. Uh, okay. Now he's do- he's doing some of the signatures. He's doing some of the stop and chats. Yeah. But we're jumping on a little gondola boat type thing, a canoe. Now, what I would say is this is semi stolen from friend of the podcast Lewis Dupin. Okay. This was his idea. He wants to get him on a boat. So you can have your one-to-one time. Now, I've ruined it somewhat because I've had already had 18 hours in a car with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, okay. But his point was, that's another part, get him on a canoe so that he is only interested in the rowing, yeah. the waves, the ducks and drakes, yeah. and your banter. Yeah, okay. You've got full Tom Hanks time, and you can just talk, <sighs> you, you can shoot the breeze. Yeah, Shooting the breeze with Tom Hanks and Ian Smith, with the drakes and the ducks and the bread and, but like you say, I think with, by that the, point with the drakes had, and the skeptors and the GMEs, eighteen solid hours of pure confined Hanks time. You may have stopped off at the services for a wee and a sandwich, yeah. But you know you you're going to be out of pitches by this time. By this point, we've been to Watford Gap Services three times. <laughs> and he's, you've gone, and he's you've t- gone far too south. He, and he's gone, 
<laughs> he's gone Burger King, KFC, back to Burger King. <laughs> okay. And, and we've had a little bit of um, Marks and Spencer's nibbles for the car. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but but anyway, point crackers. is, we're we're on the we're on the boat now. This is my little uh, flourish on the boat idea. I've taken my headphone splitter. Right. And the two of us are on the boat together, uh-huh. and we're listening to Eminem. Why on earth would you do that? Just to get in the moment, feel it. Knees weak, arm spaghetti, etc. Right, with okay. Tom, with, with Tom Hanks. Yeah, don't think he'd like that. I think I don't he's think more he'd of like a it. But that's gramophone the point. man. Take him out of his comfort zone. Yeah. You know what? Like that, I, I've sort of freestyled what my weekend would be, apart from the the boat bit. Yeah. I actually think the one thing I would do is take him out of his current comfort zone. Now, in 1980 and 1990, he was doing wild stuff. But since the 2000s arrived, he's yeah. very much in his... I wouldn't say all in his comfort zone. He's done some very good films. But as far as physical performances, yeah, he's never really sort of exposed himself or anything. <laughs> right, okay. I yeah. don't mean get his dick out. I just mean like, you know, <laughs> yeah. six-year-old big lad. He's got the marker mode physique yep. that we talked about in the Danny Dyer episode, right? Yeah, the uh, classic. He's a, he's a big lad. He's about six foot two, six foot three, something like that. And he's, yep. he's heavy set. Let's get him in a pair of short shorts and let's do some swimming when we jump out of the boat on yep. the, the river in Stratford-upon-Avon. Yeah. Let's get, him in, let's get him in a place where no one sees him usually. That's what I'm up for. Yeah. They might I'm think it's Castaway 2. <laughs> Castaway 2, Stratford upon Avon. <laughs> yeah, stranded in the Avon. With doing a, Mac- doing with Macbeth a, in the in the hometown of Shakespeare. With a just like a cricket ball with a face on it or something, just to <laughs> <laughs> But the thing about that is the cricket ball would sink. Would it though? Well it's heavy, isn't it? Wilson was full of air. If any of our uh, if any of our listeners can verify whether a cricket ball floats or sinks, then you can go to www.guysonfilm.com forward slash contact and you can uh, let us know there. Guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact. Fine. We're .co.uk because money. Yeah. Um, well, look, that sounds like a fantastic weekend. My feedback to you uh, because I think we need to move on. Um, is there's a lot of there's a lot of time dedicated to just being in the car. Um, <laughs> I think you could you could have met him at an airport in in a in your motherland, and you know, sort of had a bit more quality rambling time around the hills, still having him as a captive audience, I'll still engaging his. Yeah. I'll take that, and I'll book the flights accordingly. Okay, life scores. Nah. Yeah. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. So, uh, Ian, you sound like your life is pretty good at the moment. You, you really are like, you know, br- you've brought your A game. You may not have, have uh, planned your A game for this sode, but you've certainly... Uh, brought it with you. As opposed to bought it with me, as yeah. some people in Coventry might accidentally confuse. Yeah. All right, here's the deal. Life score is about 
Yeah. It's a cool original 7 plus 0.5. Um, here's a couple of reasons why I'm not a full 10. Okay. Right now, my bed is giving me mad gripes. Right. Now, I live in a rental property, and we're, it's, a, it's a weird way where we're kind of trying to negotiate the new contract for the place that we're staying. And I've been raging about how squeaky and fucked up my bed is for ages. The frame yeah. is squeaky. Yeah. The mattress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you'd be doing if you're doing that, but sure. <laughs> I mean, that was quite rapid. Well, for you, certainly. Not for me. <laughs> rapid squeaks. <laughs> um, I don't know how fast you go, but it seems, <laughs> seems underwhelming. Um, <laughs> do you want to do your impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> that just sounds like you're killing chickens. I am. <laughs> all, all, all at the same time. I don't. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's a bed squeaky, but also the mattress is all fucked up. It's leaving me with a bad neck in the mornings. Um, but right now, I don't have a way in to just hit the landlord with "You need to replace my bed" um, <coughs> right. because we're we're negotiating otherwise. If anyone's okay. got some top tips, go to guysonfilm.co.uk and hit contact and let, let me know what I should be doing. Um, um, I don't know. Stick I lice in it or something. Lice? Yeah, and just say, ah. Fucking got any of that lice? Yeah. Get them out. Got to get rid of it. Got to chuck it out of the window. Because then that's going to... Or no, just buy a dead, a couple of dead ones, uh, take a picture of it and then email him and say, look, what's going on? The fact that we're recording this puts me in a legally tough position, Ollie. Uh, okay, fine, <laughs> we're move on. <laughs> we're, we're scheming some sort of uh, illicit plan. Um, so the other couple of things, right? So is hot weather. How is it in Coventry? Uh, ice cream weather. Bacon. Hot. Yeah, I love it. I'm in a white t-shirt. It's lovely. Same, Be- I am as well. I'm in a white lovely. t-shirt. Uh, it's uh, 20 to 10 and there's a lovely sunset outside. It's just wicked. It's good. Yeah, okay. So that's bringing me up. Um the one other thing is I haven't been able to get to the cinema that much. Yeah. Um, and I still want to see a whole list of different things. And we might have mentioned them in the May preview, but I want to see Raw. And I think that was actually April, right? Yeah. Still haven't seen it. want to see that. I want to see Machines. I'm not going to go into massive detail about that, but it seems like an indie movie that uh, has been getting like big, big thumbs up from people. Yeah. I want to see Jawbone, which we talked about with, yeah, um, yeah. Looks good. with um, Ray Winstone. Yeah. Want to see War Machine, and I'm not massively keen on it because it looks a bit, a little bit annoying. Like Brad Pitt is doing the same thing that he did when he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Good. Um, but Brad Pitt with the super short back and sides, like he was in Fury, is still just it's good. It's there. Yeah. Okay. And War Machine looks good. It's a Netflix original. It's not in the cinemas. Okay. Uh, so, so I'll check that out. That'll be easy access. I'll check that out. But also, we talked about Berlin Syndrome in yeah. the previous preview episode, and I'm still keen on that. I need to just check it out because it's limited release. So I'm a bit annoyed that I doubled up on Alien Covenant, and I haven't actually... Yeah. I've been mad busy with other stuff, and I haven't really checked out the stuff I wanted to. But anyway, mm. 7.5, right? Yeah. But here's the deal. Now, okay. you know somewhat about this, but I'm just checking for the latest uh, specifics on this. Um, now, I've, in the last two days, mm-hmm. put up an Instagram post. Here we go. 
And I've got 498 likes on it. Now, I mean, Am here's I supposed the deal. to be impressed or? Nobody's meant to be impressed, right? Okay. But my standard is around 70 to 90. Yeah. Right? Somehow, this one is off the off the chain, off the meat rack, as Tim Westwood would say. Yeah. Um, it's it's gone viral. Yeah. Everyone's loving it. It's so flying off the one. shelf. Yeah. It's flying. It's going. It's going like hotcakes. Everyone wants to like it. Everybody wants some. Like Richard Linklater's most recent movie. Um, yeah, it's good. It's there. I, I, Can you I mean, describe I the picture? It is. I mean, I know that a, you know it, it can be a thousand words, but just try it in like ten or so. It is Dunderid in Sweden, where I was at the weekend, which was mm-hmm. wicked. Um, Dunderid, which uh, is also, I I compared that to the Scottish term Dunderheed. Yeah. Which is basically an idiot. An idiot, in, yeah. Like in if Scot- and Scottish. If you've like bumped into something and knocked a load of stuff over. Then Sean Connery would say, Oh, you fucking dunderhead. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's gone mad on fleek. So basically that's validated my life uh, in in a number of ways. So that's brought me up 0.5%. Now, whilst you uh, knocked off five entire points uh, for the sake of not having a PlayStation 4 available to you, yeah. Um, my attachment to the digital world only knocks me up 0.5. Okay. Um, in the 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 likes that I'm getting on that picture just make me feel slightly happier. Okay. Um, but that's it overall. It's good. It's there. I'm an eight this week. Okay. It it's a it's a zesty eight. Well, Ian, I'm also a zesty eight. Okay. Tell me all about it, and I'll knock well, some points off. Listen, I haven't been to the cinema or seen any films myself either because one. King Arthur is at the cinema and I haven't really uh, well, the the reviews have been really awful but then the reviews for Baywatch have also been really bad um, so go and see something independent and interesting Ollie well, or is the, that but, too much for you well no but I mean there's like my local cinema is you know is a, is one of the a big players one of the big players and they just there just isn't anything oh, you know I will do um, so I started watching uh and that's the Guy Pierce film, King what? Arthur. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, that's a callback to a mistake I made. Guy, guy Piercey. Uh, you know what, Ollie, in your words, I'm owning my mistakes. Yeah. So instead I started watching a, a series on Netflix um, that had gained a little bit of, I guess, momentum. I don't know if it's the right word. It's critically quite acclaimed. People seem to be liking it. A few friends... A few friends on Facebook had said, wow, this is really good. So I started watching it. Critically quite acclaimed. (laughs) Yeah, the critically quite acclaimed. Uh, But it's called 13 Reasons Why. Okay, yeah. And it's about some mad suicide person. Yeah, so it's about a girl. A lot of bad stuff happens to her. um, And she kills herself. And then she essentially leaves the people that have wronged her a C90 tape with the things that basically they've done. Um, and it's a little bit of a, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I'm not enjoying it. Um, <sighs> I think it handles the, the subject really badly. The subject of depression and suicide is, is kind of the thing that she does is so well written, so well orchestrated, so like kind of foolproof. 
she's so scheming and and the intent is so crystal clear that it just it feels like saw you know the film saw yes it I feels know the film saw so it feels more like that where she's kind of playing a game and i just don't think that that's how feeling like that really works and she doesn't sell it and at the moment i just heard the central performance of this girl and it's not a real girl that's killed herself so i don't have to be attached to that character i'm not being i'm not sold by it yet and i'm about five episodes in but kind of everything else around it is pretty interesting and there's some good stuff interesting. in there yeah interesting there's some good stuff in there but on the whole it, i'm a little bit put off by how kind of unupset she is about everything and and how she's kind of managed to concoct this really elaborate scheme like a bit of a batman villain that kills themselves and then becomes a villain even though they're dead and they're like a kind of cross between the riddler and you know someone that's topped themselves the penguin the penguin yeah it's just like no no um i think maybe i recommend it just to get your own opinion on it but at the moment not not my king, but uh, maybe I recommend it. Yeah. On a plus side, at the weekend, I know you hate this kind of shit, but uh, Mandy and I did a, a tough mudder. Yeah, covered in mud. Yeah, covered in mud. I saw the pictures. Got really scared at a couple of points. Why? Gonna well, drown. You, you have to drop into ice mm-hmm. water, and it just doesn't. It feels... You know what your balls are like. Yeah, well, it just small, doesn't... Small at the best of times. <laughs> well, it, it just feels like all over brain freeze and it's really horrible. But when you're out, it's fine. Um, but, but I have why, real... Why then do you do it if your trepidation's... Be- because it's only problem. like one or two bits that I, I kind of have the fear over. And you've so got then to, who's, who's bothered then? You've got to overcome your fear, haven't you? I have. You've yeah. Not. So, but look. Anyway, I really enjoyed it, and I get, I get like real bad withdrawals of of not being there. So next year, I'm thinking about going to do one in America to see how they do it. So I'm going to pl- start planning that. Bigger. Slash yeah. Better. Bigger slash better slash more eagles. Uh, we, so we should go to South by Southwest together to check out all the movies, and then you can do a tough mudder at the same time. I wonder if that would be possible. <laughs> You're so naive, Ollie. Well, that... that I wonder if that would be possible. That sounds like a scheduling nightmare that, you know, that those two things would have to align just right. Maybe we can... Maybe we can... Investigate. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Inve- I was going to say, maybe we can investigate. I was also going to say, maybe we can also run in WrestleMania 34 in, <laughs> your, in New Orleans and just run it all together. So take, sure, take six months off, yeah. <laughs> take six months off work on sabbatical <laughs> just for scheduling purposes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, I'm, I'm an eight on, anyway. On that note, I'm also, I'm also heading off to uh, Miami next month, so that'll yes. be good. We'll talk about that on Tom Month Part 2 with Tom Hardy, but not actually with Tom Hardy. But now we really need to talk about Tom Hanks for like the remaining... Tons. 10 minutes. How long have we been recording for? 40 minutes. It's good. It's there. Oh, okay. it's a great episode. Wow. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm fucking loving it. It's great. Did really they swallow an insight? Now it's that all that data. It's really is a deep dive. It's just I hope that information wasn't false. All right. Um, so let's talk about Tom Hanks. Thanks. We're getting in the submersible. He's in there as well. He's got his typewriters. Tom 
it's too heavy. Get some typewriters out. No, I need them. You know, back and forth, I, back and forth. Arnie's using them. You can for have reps. one. You can have one typewriter. So he chooses Arnie's, one. Arnie's left in them. He's like, these are these are nothing. Yeah. And Tom's like, yeah, they're nothing. And and Tom Hanks and Arnie are buddying up, saying, "Look, James Cameron, stop being such a a tyrannical bastard." <laughs> Nightmare. But then, and but then they decide you, you to chop stand- him out. So James Cameron isn't allowed. So we don't even have a pilot. But Tom Hanks is Sully, so he will be able to deal with it. Yeah, and you and I have picked up just about enough from watching James Cameron in the past yeah. that we know how to navigate the deep and in a space. In her space. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Do you know who was born on the 9th of July in 1956 in Concord, California, USA? That would be Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, who'd have guessed it? You, um, here's here's the thing. On IMDb, <laughs> right? Here's the thing. It's got listed as... He's, he's had an alternate name listed. Mm-hmm. What's that? And it says Tomu Hankusu. That's because the second wife of his father was of uh, Asian lineage, I believe. Yeah, that's his alternate name. Alternate mother. It says alternate name. I mean, I don't know what, really what that means. But I he's never, uh, he stands. I never actually saw that. But um, yes, I read that his uh, dad married to uh, somebody who moved to uh, the west coast of America and was an Asian lady. So. Okay. Um, so he stands at a quite tall six foot. Same height as me. It surprises me because um, Tom Hanks to me seems like a sort of six foot two, six foot three guy. But here's the deal. Yeah. Hulk Hogan in his prime. <laughs> what do you mean in his prime when he's well, wearing boots? Well, no, because in when his he's wearing prime, heels. In his prime. Yeah. Um, now I know that the billing height of somebody is always going to be exaggerated, but yeah. Um, Next to Andre the Giant, who was seven foot three, yeah, and growing until he died, yeah, right. Hulk Hogan was, uh, I believe, six foot seven or eight. Okay, he's a super tall guy. But yeah, now in the sort of uh, winter of his being, okay, Hulk Hogan, he's Hulk four foot three. No, Hulk Hogan is is a much more manageable six foot something, like six foot five, six foot three, something like that. Right, that's now, great information very accurate he very well much, researched hulk hogan looks much more like a dad now than he was yeah. then and, it, and it's almost like despite the lifts and despite the size uh uh like ov- overblown ridiculous size that they told him uh that they said on on air yeah i think i think hulk hogan was still a very big man he's six foot five six foot six or something like that they might have said he was nearly seven foot but now i'm pretty certain that he must just be a six foot like 65, 68 year old or whatever. Right, okay. So I think that's true. Like, men and women, as they age, are going to get a little bit smaller. Yeah, I think that, well, that's a known fact. You sort of hunch a little bit, your bones squash together maybe. Yeah, and and you chunk out as well. Mark Kermode, uh, when we when we did the, when we did the um, top trumps of Mark Kermode versus Danny Dyer. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the fact that Mark Kermode is a big tall guy and when he was younger he was a slim six foot three guy or something like that yeah 
But um, now he's a big bruiser who could, you know, no, no, choke, you, choke you out in the uh, third round. No, I mean, he, he, he couldn't do any of that because he wouldn't be have any animosity whatsoever. But he, he's a big He's a, big he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Um, so do you want to know some what the trademarks of Tom Hanks are? Hulk Hogan's build height is six foot eight. Sorry, carry on. What are Tom he's, Hanks's trademarks? He frequently plays ordinary characters in extraordinary situations. Mm-hmm. He's likable, mild-mannered, and good-natured personality. I fucking love him. Yeah, I do as well. He's what's such your favorite, a nice guy. What's your favourite Hank film? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, really. There are quite a few. I mean, like... I mean, you can, I, you can maybe choose a couple and, you know... Mo- most like him, I would say... No, some- no. What's your, what is your personal favourite Tom Hanks film? Right, I'm going to tell you. No, that was one of my questions to you as well, right? But okay, it's good. My, my, my favourite movie of his, and it feels like one of those things that people like turn their nose up because it's too popular and blah, 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 but it's Forrest Gump. Okay. It's just such a fucking uplifting film and it's got so much going on and he is so committed to everything that he's doing and he won an Academy Award for it. Yeah. Wow. But it's... Like he's so committed to doing the character justice and everything about like you just believe that he is him. Yeah. You don't think, oh, that's Tom Hanks doing like a Tom Hanks thing. You yeah, just think he's, this, he's got that voice, hasn't he? He does it. This does a is voice. Forrest Gump. This is yeah. all him, and this is all about him. So that's probably my favorite film. But the one that epitomizes Tom Cruise to me more is Tom probably Tom Cruise. A one. You can't say that name. Oh yeah, shit. What can it? The lawyers are going to be on to us. Uh, the film that epitomises Tom Hanks to me more than any other, I, I'm not sure. I kind of fluctuate between probably something like um, Big. Okay. Some, something like Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Money Pit. Or something like uh, one of his more recent ones where you just think, like, this is... Tom Hanks at, at, at his best in a sort of very natural way, like um, Saving Mr. Banks. Right, okay, yeah. Um, where, where just literally his like charisma on screen yes. takes over and he just fucking... So he, like, yeah, he absolutely smashes it. Like, I I just love uh, Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks on screen together and that. Like, there's obviously, like, you know, she's playing hard to get He's being overzealous and crazy. Easy to and get. He's yeah, he's easy to get. But despite the fact that he's being flamboyant and over the top and ridiculous as uh Walt Disney, it's so him as yeah. well. It's just so Tom Hanksy. Was he doing like gate gate crashing people's weddings and stuff? He's gate crashing uh he's gate crashing Emma Thompson's party. Do you know he said the F word on Good Morning America? No. He did. Go on. Uh, the the news anchor asked him to uh, do an impression of one of his characters and he was like, well, I can't really do it without kind of swearing and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of convinced him that he could do it without swearing. And then he swore. 
<laughs> yeah. And then instantly he thought, that wasn't very Hanks. And then he, you know, he was he looked quite embarrassed, but he could still get away with it. Everyone was yeah, probably it's like Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, Tom Hanks accidentally said fuck on them in the morning. All the kids no heard one it, cares. it doesn't It's matter. Tom Hanks. Invite yeah. him to your like uh your uh middle America family. You wake up in the morning, your kids are getting ready for school. Tom Hanks says fuck on the TV. <laughs> it's and, all good. And the children are uh, bereft of their uh morality and they've been introduced to adult life. And by some crazy turn of circumstances, Tom Hanks just turns up for dinner and you welcome him in anyway because he's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Like That's anybody true. would. You just think this guy is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I believe when I say this guy's amazing, you're going to put in, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. You, you, can, you can guarantee it. Um, by the way when you say you can guarantee it I assume that you've now chosen not to put that sample in there Ollie, I think yeah. why don't you tell me what your favourite Hank film is okay like I think you were having a little dilemma there of going oh yeah but there's this kind of Hank and there's that kind of Hank uh-huh. which kind of Hank will I choose you well know, you've hold got- on just, just before you go on to your favourite one my next question is uh, just to give you uh, you know this is a little bit of a teaser, Give it me. but my Give it me. my question is, what's your favourite Hank's transformation? Right, so this kind of Hank's formation, Hank's formation, right? But tell me your favourite Hank's film, and yeah. then we'll move on to that after. Okay, um, well, I think my f- my favourite Hank's film is probably Castaway. Yeah, okay, I get that. Um, because it's pure Hanks. There's a few other people in it at the beginning and the end. But it's one of those films that I I can't imagine many people being able to do that. Uh-huh. I mean, who else would be able to do that? Not many. Well, it's interesting. John Cena that... couldn't do it. The John Rock Cena certainly do couldn't do it. The Rock, I think, maybe could do no, it. No, he shut up. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Listen... Ollie, I think I think the the only people I what think is probably the rock? I think what age is the rock? I don't care. Forty one. Forty one are sitting right. right. Forty five, maybe 45, 46, I don't know, whatever, right? Yeah. But the rock is Couldn't. in his um, spring summer of his career. Right. I want to say that he's, Tom Hanks. The the rock has his uh, haggard. Later years ahead of him. He does, yeah. <laughs> He's standing in the shower being filmed from behind <laughs> later years. Not selling. I just want you to say sorry. Yeah, so... Um, but The Rock wouldn't lose £55 to play. He would. He would. He wouldn't. He'd just be beefing up. He'd be like, yeah, there's a gym on the island. There's terrorists no, on the island. Ollie, can I just correct you, though? Yeah. When The Rock moved from WWE to movies and uh, uh, Scorpion King and the things that came afterwards, yeah, he went from, I don't know, I'm taking a mad guess, from £300, like to, £250 to £300, down, down <laughs> to his... like big ones. 300 the big ones. <laughs> yeah. um, and he slimmed down like fuck because he thought that... But his, not anymore... No, now I know, he's ballooning. Right? He's ballooning. He's just he's getting ballooning. He's ballooning. He's ballooning. Um, 
Blunnen. Um No, but at That's the time, The Rock thought that in order to be a credible actor, he should slim down and become more credible. And he lost a hell of a lot of weight, down to like 220 or 230 pounds or something like that, right? Yeah. And that's because he had this idea that that's what you should do to get there. Now, obviously, The Rock has now found his repertoire and his niche, which is to be the muscle guy and the action guy. And he's probably got 10 more years of that in him. Right. Oh, oh, look, all I'm saying is, can we just move off this? But you need someone that can cry. You need someone that can look pained. You need someone that's going to, you know, go through the mill and... Who do you go to? You go to Tom Hanks, you go to... uh, Don Cheadle. Sean Connery slash Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, someone like that. Um, So I I love Castaway, love Green Mile, and love Captain Phillips. I think they're they're my favourite Hanks films. Uh, Also like Turner and Hooch, but but those three... Turner slash Hooch. Turner slash Hooch, for different reasons, but uh, but yeah, I I like those ones. Right, now, the official synopsis of Turner and Hooch is... The official synopsis! A detective must adopt the dog of a dead man to help him find the murderer. That's true, and it's a good film. I went to see that at the cinema, and I cried. Yeah, my mum and family were... They watched it, and they liked it, and then when it would be repeated on TV, they'd say, oh, you should watch Turner and Hooch, and... We'd watch it, and everybody unanimously would be saddened by the whole thing. Yeah, um, but I mean, so, it's a love—it's a lovely film up until the the bad the bad bit. The bad thing. Uh, do you know it was directed by Roger Spottiswood? Spottiswood. Do you know Di- what he's? Do you know what he's done? He's done and got himself chlamydia. He's, he's gone and done. <laughs> Stop or my day. mom will shoot, and the sixth day, yeah. So sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Air America with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and Mel Gibson. But the sixth day, one of my favorite Arnie films. <sighs> I can't remember the name of uh, the the daughter in it, but um, I think it's like Natalie or something like that. But Natalie, anyway, when, he's, when he's running around the room with her upside down behind him. Right. Natalie, where are you? I can't find you. It's um, <laughs> one of my favourite things. It's good. So in Turner and Hooch, Go on. you see an awful lot of uh, Tom Hanks and his wife runs. An oh, awful, excellent. an awful lot. You mean so, you can see his garbage and the balls slash dick are defined? Uh, no, no, not really. I mean, they're quite big pants, <clears throat> but he is in them a lot. And it, it really took me by surprise because you don't really have films where people are wearing pants nowadays. Why fronts? Yeah. Um, so it says here, and I, I, I can't verify this. Well, I, you know, I just can't remember. Uh, so <laughs> this is just from the parents guide. So it's got a singular use of bastard crap and profane use of, of Christ and bastard shit. crap. Shit used once during a stakeout. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Shit. I mean, it's a stakeout. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it says in alcohol slash drug slash smoking, a dog drinks beer on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I've just taken a sip of the thinking syrup as well, so I'm well on board with what Hooch is all about. You're having a uh, an experience on more than one level. I'm I'm sympathising with the Hooch character right now. Okay, so when you were talking about Hank's transformation, 
what mm-hmm. are we saying? I mean, because I've just pretty much said probably Castaway. But Hank's then I guess we've got Philadelphia, haven't we, as well? That's yeah, a, Philadelphia. That's an extreme Hank's formation. Um, yeah. I would say Sully is one of those ones where he... he Have you seen he's... Sully yet? I've not seen Sully yet. Yeah, it's really good. It's I good loved it. It's, uh, it's a little bit like uh, a straight-to-TV daytime movie that you might have had on like channel five or something like a real life drama but it's Chan- just Chan- channel five documentary that's played out with some uh like um intense sort of music intensifies intense movie music intensifies but also like some dr- dramatizations with michael yeah. bark <laughs> yeah what you're about to see May shock you so but yeah it, um, if it wasn't for the help of the health and safety services from warwick it <laughs> could have been a lot different yeah um, so no it, it is really good um there, there's basically one bit where they're they're kind of in it's, it's a bit of a courtroom drama and the the bastards of the airline uh, are basically trying to say that sully could have, bastards the airline bastards are basically trying to discredit sully and say that you could have banked it off and you could have gone and landed at any one of these airports quite easily. And then they run the simulation a few times and they do it every single time. No problem. But then he's like, yeah, but, you know, like when things are happening in the plane and stuff is happening, you have to think about it like a human. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, I suppose you do have to kind of like... And he's like, well, how long did it take you to react? And he was like, probably about, you know, 45 seconds or something like that. And then, so they run the the simulation with a 45 second human reaction time to go through all the checks and decide what they want to do. And it's just one of them, such a fist pumping, like, yes, moment where they're like completely smash it into the ground and can't land it for shit. And you're just like, yeah, you fuckers. Even like, I know the sound's retarded, right? But even you describing that to me, like... Just imagining how Tom Hanks' Hanks face is just there, like, nervous. Delivers that. He's sincere as fuck. Yeah. And I don't know why, but, like, it makes me sort of, like, well up in my mind about, like, just how fucking amazing it is. Wow. It's really good. You should definitely get on that one. Like, it, it just makes me think, like, yeah, fucking, mate. This is how things actually work. So, if, if, <laughs> yeah. if you want, if you want to take your insurance claim, get yeah. to fuck because I've just saved a bunch of people. And yeah, I've got a massive moustache. And he doesn't and... call them people; he calls them souls. Okay, I didn't know that. That I mean, yeah. actually, that makes me less uh, <laughs> attached to it. That, 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 that makes me more angry. No, but actually, when, when you described it, I was just like, "This yeah. sounds fucking epic. This sounds amazing." Yeah. Wow. Um, so I need it's to good. check out Sully. It sounds you good. Definitely. What about Splash? Uh, a young, splash, yeah. Do you want the, do you want, do you want the uh, official synopsis? The official synopsis. A young man is reunited <laughs> I, with I a. I didn't say yes. <laughs> You're getting it. A young. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to play the jingle twice. A young man. <laughs> the official a, synopsis. A young man is reunited with a mermaid who saves him from drowning as a boy and falls reunited. in love, not knowing who slash what she is. Directed by Ron Howard of Apollo 13 and The Da Vinci Code. So, from the very small amount of research that I've done about Tom Hanks today, what I know, and yeah. this is all I know, 
is that uh, Tom Hanks played a bit part, which was uh, of a disgruntled friend of the Fonz. In Happy Days, yeah. In Happy Days. And based on that, along with the fact that in other TV shows that he was doing where uh, directors were saying, it's a shame he's only going to be in TV for a little while because I I know he's going to smash movies. Yeah. Um, That's another part, bit of the thinking syrup. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks was involved with Happy Days for a while. Ron Howard spotted the talent, got him involved, got him in Splash, ultimately then in uh, Apollo 13. Yep. Is there another Ron Howard that he's in? Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, Inferno. Oh, right. right, I think we need the to talk about that. The trilogy of hell. We need to talk about that in a moment, right? Let's let's yeah. put that to one side, right? But anyway, so... Let's open that in a new tab. Yeah, let's open that in a new chap, chap, tab and, yep. and potentially just never open it properly ever <laughs> yeah. again. Close it in future because we're not going back to it. No, but uh, that's how he found his way into movies. So... Um, what were you going to say about his early ERs? Well, um, I was I was just going to say that uh, Tom Hanks had trouble with the water scenes, partly because he was a smoker. Oh, doesn't seem like a smoker now. <sighs> no, no, I don't think he. I don't think he is. So, um, yeah, I mean that that would be one that I I saw when I was. I was a younger person. I'm not sure how much the film stands up now. Mm. Mm. It's a little bit like Mannequin, isn't it? It's interesting because uh, going back to Instagram, yeah, the number of uh, supposedly cool hipstery girls that I follow, yeah, seem- seemingly have like a deep connection to uh, Splash because of. Like the aesthetic of her in it, yes. and like that people think it's cool and it's cool to like that film. Yeah. So you saying I don't know if it stands up. Like maybe maybe the movie itself doesn't stand up anymore, but there's yeah. certainly some sort of like sort of little clique of people that think it's a cool thing to like, and um, I think that's still cool. I think people are just like that's that's one of Tom Hanks's ones, and uh, yeah, it, I think it I think it'd be worth at least whether maybe or not it stands up to. Not- Maybe people like it for the sheer amount of nudity in it. Perhaps. I mean, this the the parents' guide is just awash with bare breasts, bare butts, visible nipples. Bare fucking mermaids. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's as Tom Hanks has kind of gone into his later years, he seems to be on a one-on-one-off thing yeah, at the so, moment. So yeah, he's had so, your Bridge of Spies so, and then he's had Hologram for a King. Yeah. You know, and he's then he's had, another, and then he's had The Circle. Um, you know, he's... I don't Have know. you seen The Circle? I don't think it's out yet, is it? <sighs> no, I it's haven't. It's on its way. It looks pretty... Strange. Emma Watson. It looks pretty bad, yeah. But I, I agree. Um, he's had his Spielbergs. Yeah. And then he's had his Mad Ones. Yeah. Now, have you seen Hologram for a King? It, it, it doesn't strike me as an interesting film that I'd want to watch. It's, it's supposed to be an absolute nightmare. Now, I've tried uh, over the course of last night and the night before to watch it, and I've gotten halfway through and then three quarters of the way through, and both times I've fallen asleep and just given up. <laughs> given um, up hope. Given up all hope. Now, the, the one thing I would take from that is that there is an ethnic 
role played by a white actor in it, which makes me a little bit like, why are they doing that? Why are they not giving the role to the person who is actually from there and has some charisma? Yeah. It just makes me think, why Why did they ever do that? Why did they cast that guy as the um, person yeah. from the place, right? But uh, <clears throat> yeah. you know what? Like, the okay, thing yeah. is, it's weird because I think the screenplay is probably not fantastic, right? But I think this is true. Given your uh, one-on-one-off, right? Yeah. You, you could easily go to the cinema and watch a Tom Hanks off film. Yeah. And still leave pre- feeling pretty much like six point five seven, yeah, because he's just fucking magic. Like Definitely. he and in this, in hologram for a king, the only thing I'm interested in is him. Yeah, and he's great. He's a great everyman when he needs to be. He's everyman. Great. He's definitely. He's. A, he's. A, I love it when he plays the everyman. And you know what? Like, he's like you or I. The, the film that we're talking about here is not great. It's fine. But he's in it. Yeah. So let's watch it. So, you know, he he um, signs his name as Hanks. H-A-N-X. Go on. He's on Instagram. And a lot of his posts are from pictures of discarded gloves, socks and shoes and hats left around New York. Thanks very much. Have a little look at that. It's quite hipstery. Up five it. Yeah, might start doing it myself. Just in car. That's why. That's why I said that he'd like to go on a, a bit of a cough one. You know, with the old uh, Instagram. See if he can find some socks and things on the floor. The eleventh worst city in the known universe. Ninth largest city in England. Fucking ninth stupidest city in England. <laughs> <laughs> he collects vintage typewriters. Correct. Go on. Have you got Hank's writer for your iPhone? He no. He yes. He released his own typewriter app, Hank's Writer. H A N X. Yeah, we should get paid for this promotion. No. But um, um, yeah, so I've got it. Yeah. It's it's a little bit annoying because like all. It, it makes unless sounds you, unless you turn on the audio it's completely pointless yeah are the sounds good it sounds fine i'm sure they're appropriate to the various different typewriters but who is typewriter savvy enough to know about that tom hanks thanks yeah <laughs> so um, um fine uh, right so ollie before we start wrapping up right yeah i've not seen any of them I'm uh, presumably angry about them. I've got a pre-anger about them. Okay. What's the deal with the Dan Brown movies? Well, I've actually read the book, The Da Vinci Code. That's one of the three books that you've read. Now, I think I think I said that um, I'd read, like, The Hobbit, Jurassic Park, and a book called Meg. But I have actually also <laughs> read The Da Vinci Code. Um, so that's four. That's four books, so I lied. Um I lied. But so I mean it was it was pretty bad, but I was probably a bit too young to really care whether it was bad or not. I read it on holiday and you know, you just read stuff, don't you? And you're like, yeah, whatever. Um far three young. I've I've not seen any of them, but they just they uh, they just look terrible. Hey Ollie, I haven't got con- anything 
Not to continually bring it up, but in summary, based on our favorite alternative movie reviewer, Mark and, Mode. and somebody who I've chatted to in person and wanted me to come backstage at one of their gigs, yeah. Mark, Mark Kermode suggests that the Da Vinci Code is running to and from various places and then exposing the plot in dialogue back to back. But that's to back what to back. the book is. That's uh, what if, the book is. It's like it, it should come the, with Sudoku sections and stuff, so you can right, do but it yourself. Ollie, this is not the guys on books podcast. This is the guys on film podcast. I wish and it if, was. <laughs> if if this I did, was, you did that joke last time. Remember? I don't care. Oh. Sorry, I, when I say I don't care, I just kind of can't remember. Um, no. So when you say last time, do you mean the Danny Dyer one or one before? Nah, ages ago. Um. No, what what I would say is just that, like, running about exposing the story and you know blah blah blah, yeah, it just sounds to me like it's a fucking nightmare waiting to happen, and I'm, yeah. I really want to avoid that that series of that films kind of things as yeah. much as possible. When you can't get the, he's got like really weird hair in it as well. Yeah, it's really fucking tall. <laughs> yeah, it is tall hair. You you could hide a hot dog in it. Talking about that, um. What what is is it that bachelor party where he does a hot a hot dog trick, puts a penis between hot dog buns and tries to serve them up? Who? I don't know if it's Tom Hanks, but he's in that film. <laughs> what film? Bachelor thing. Bachelor party. Bachelor party. Right, Ollie. I think I think we're running low on content now. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, we will. Have you got um, anything else? I just wanted to mention... Um, Go on. Because we've spoken about Big before and how it's a really weird film. Uh-huh. Shaking an uh, older lady. But there, was, but there is a... They did a... Someone did a, a bit of the parents' guide. So um, the official synopsis of Big, we know this bit. The official synopsis. After wishing to be made big, a teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult. I mean, yeah. not actually, in, like, in the body in, of an adult, like, ah, inside, get me out. <laughs> in, inside the body of an adult. There's just a little bit here on the parent's guide, and I, I think it kind of really sums up how I felt about the film when I watched it last year. So it uh-huh. says the main character, Josh, is a 12-year-old boy who takes the form of a grown man. Go on. While in the grown man's body, Josh turns 13 and begins a sexual relationship with a grown-up woman. Sexual. Emotionally, Josh is still 13, though physically he appears to be 30. The pair are not shown actually having sex. The nature of the relationship is implied. In one scene... A man and woman passionately kiss. Then she removes her shirt and the man reaches out to touch her breasts curiously. It's a brief sensual scene. Ollie, that does summarise it because it's it's written in such a way that it's very um, mechanical. It's describing the mechanics of what are, what is going on in that movie. And I think that's what you'd need to do in order to properly assess it. Because but it, it is weird. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird but i think he also got nominated for an oscar for it <laughs> i don't know about that but i'll tell you what he should have got nominated for an oscar for it 
So, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I, we'd, we'd like to hang out with Hanks. He's a great person. I think we've bigged him up quite a lot. I can't think of anything, you know, ill to say about him. I've only ever seen Saving Private Ryan once because I didn't want to dilute the experience. Uh, you know, just I, I look forward to watching... What he's got coming up next. What he's got coming up next, yeah. Here's here's my last uh, note, is that when you said Saving Private Ryan, it made me think of Band of Brothers. Now he Band worked of Brothers. He, he worked closely with um, Steven Spielberg on Band of Brothers, and then he directed The Pacific. Now, yeah. I've never seen The Pacific, but I've watched all of Band of Brothers a couple of times. Yeah. thought Band of Brothers was great and very entertaining. Um, but then if you do your sort of like uh, anticipation, then enjoyment, and then aftermath sort of score, the, right. anticipa- the anticipation was high. It was a 4 out of 5 or know, yeah. eight, 8 out of 10. Um, the during was probably a 9 or 10 out of 10. Yeah. Then The aftermath for me is probably a 4 or 5. Because it sits very much like having read a little bit about like the Cold War and the follow up to World War Two and like just generally knowing how things are portrayed in the media and how things are written in the history books about stuff. There are one or two moments of Band of Brothers where, uh, for example, um, shit, what's his name? The British actor that's in Lock, Stock and Two, Two Smoking Barrels. Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher, right? There's a moment where he and some others debate whether or not they should kill a Nazi soldier who's defenseless. Yeah. That's the one moment in Band of Brothers where you consider the fact that there are grey areas in the war, right? There are things that are not clear-cut. There are things that are in the heat of the moment. There are things that are about like killing people because you've got no option and blah, blah, blah. And it's not the heroic bald eagle story of America. It's not the we're going in, we're killing the bad guys and that's it. We're just sorting it all out. It's getting uh, the final boss, you know, we're, we're just sorting it all out. It's, it's a moment where you think like, Oh, you know what? Like some of the, uh, some of the allies are actually bastards to other people as well. Yeah. There's one moment of that in band of brothers which is yeah. that that sort of moment, and I, I feel like there's maybe like a, an allusion to that idea in uh, Saving Private Ryan as well. But overall, my feeling about Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers, and the Pacific is that Hanks and Spielberg are very much on the glorifying America train. Like, hey, we came in, we saved it all, we sorted it out, and we're the fucking best. Now. I don't. I don't want to end the podcast on a negative note, but I kind of feel like that. That's a little bit like black and white. It feels like the, you know, there's all sorts of wild shit in between where there are probably yeah. German soldiers who were nice guys and just ended well, up there. Well, there was that bit at the end of Band of Brothers where the, it's over, and the you know Germans have surrendered, and they're all kind of like just walking. Yeah, and they nothing's let them all going go on. Past. And they let them all go past, and it's kind of over. and And at that point, everybody is just. But do you think they... that's what happened in reality? But what I'm saying is, at least that kind of at that point shows that they're like people. No, but do you not think that that just makes the Americans look like they're great because they're letting these defenseless, uh, surrendering guys get away with whatever they've done? 
oh hey you know what they're defenseless let them get away with it like i i feel like in that scenario there might have been some like wild-eyed you know when you think of um brad pitt in fury yeah those guys were i i you know what I'd like to reevaluate Fury again because I just think it's fucking magic. Wow. Yeah. Um, the the way that Fury gets on top of the psychology of where those people were. Yeah. In that moment, in that like sense of everything that's going on, they'll do or say anything because they're pressurized, there's too much stress on them, there's all sorts of things going on. And yeah. they'll do things that are not natural for them, but they're just going to do them because they're insane with what's going on. They've seen death. They've seen everything. Yeah. Yeah. That feels realistic. Whereas the letting the Nazis go past in the end of Band of Brothers feels like, well, that's how Steven Spielberg would like you to see it. I suppose. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know I, what you're I, saying. I, I, anyway, in a super quick summary, I just kind of feel like maybe the Hanks and Spielberg version of events is a very uh, glossy Disney version of how, <laughs> how that all went down. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that Saving Private Ryan was a movie that broke ground on how gritty and real the war could be. Yeah. But I actually think that its ability to show uh, pain and suffering is there. Yeah. But its ability to actually portray the reality of events wasn't quite there. Like this, like the visuals and the filming was great and like unprecedented. It like nothing had ever done it before. Wow! But the the screenplay was still very much Apart like from Med- hey, Medal of Honor on the PS2 did it. America, fucking America! But Medal of Honor is a Steven Spielberg project. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, um, well remembered. So anyway, point being, I fucking love Tom Hanks and I want to hang out with Tom Hanks. But if I did hang out with him and I was in 18 hours in a car with him, (laughs) I'd chat chat shit with him for ages all the way up to Scotland and all the way back. But at some point when, you know, everything's settled and we're just, you know, buddy a buddy, I'd I'd maybe throw in what are your thoughts on, you know, current affairs and international relations. What do you feel about how America stands in the international community? What do you think about Second World War? What do you think about the Cold War? What do you think about this and that? How do you think you portrayed it in film? That's yeah. probably the stuff that I'd ask him. Anyway, if you'd like to get in touch, you can go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact and send us a message. It'll be well received. Where you know the the mailbox is overflowing with shit that we need to deal with. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy. Uh, day by day, no, we're just don't surprised. Don't send us anything. You, you know what? Tell you what, don't send us anything because we've got too much admin to deal with. Yeah. Um, hit us on Instagram at GOF Podcast and uh, Twitter on the same thing, or go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and contribute to the various different discussions we're having about all sorts of movie crap. Oh. Uh, and and check out our movie uh, preview videos for the for the podcast. Give us some comments. Blah 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 blah. Give us your yeah. banter. We're well up for it. Um, it's been good. It's been there. It's been the start Tom one of Tom month. Tom one done. Done. Bye. Bye. Okay. It's good. It's there. <laughs>